Galatians 2, 20. Let's read it together. One, two, three. I want you to read it again. Lord, give us time today. Yes. Say, I. Say, I I have been crucified with Christ. Who was crucified with Christ? It's no longer. So, who is living? So, where are you? No, you are dead. You didn't read it. He said, I have been crucified. Now, when you are crucified, you don't live. I have been crucified with Christ. So if I live, it's not me, it's no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. My God, you didn't understand what I'm saying here. It's no longer I who lives, but keep it there, don't take it out. So when you pray for the sick, who is praying for the sick? He said, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And then he said, and the life which I live now in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20, I love that scripture. You need to understand that Christ in me is not understood by the church. You know how the church interprets Christ in me? The church interprets it as Christ with me. Not Christ in me. Although we say it, we don't understand it. We are living as Christ with me, not Christ in me. We are living as me living, not he living. Amen? Amen? You know, this dimension was first presented in the book of John 14. Jesus said to Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. That was the dimension. He said, because the Father who liveth in me does the work. And the Jew couldn't understand. He said, I and the Father, we are one. He said, the word that I speak to you are not my word, but is the word of the word of a father who lives in me. So him and the father were one. And then he said, father, let them be one with us as I am one with you. So, so Christ dwells. Christ lives in you. Now the reason why Christ lives in you it's because if Christ does not live in you, you are dead. 
So you need somebody alive to make this dead body alive. So he came and lived in you. So that this body that is dead because of sin may live for the glory of Christ. So basically, you need to understand this and it will change your life. Christ is right now on the earth. I'm not saying Jesus. There's a difference. I'm saying Christ. They call him Jesus the Christ. So Christ and Jesus became one. He was born as Jesus and anointed as Christ. That's why he could be a baby. He was helpless until the Spirit came upon him. The Spirit of Christ came upon him. The anointed one with his anointing. So when the Holy Ghost came upon him, the Spirit of Christ, he became another man. The Spirit of a Father came in him. So you need to understand as a Christian, the Christ in me is a dimension in the spirit that we need to understand. That's why when people say, I always, since last year the Lord revealed to me, I'm against that thing. What is your identity? I'm redeemed. I'm born again. I say, what are you talking about? Those those things happen so that Christ may be in you. That's not your identity. That's the pathway to identity. You are saved for a purpose. The the completion of God's work is the Son coming to dwell in us. So that the Son may live a life in us. Therefore, if Christ is in you, there is no bondage. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. If Christ dwells in you, Christ cannot be under bondage. So, if you are under bondage, who lives in you? And who is in bondage? Bondage are element of a mind. It's a way of thinking. You always think you are under bondage because you don't know the one lives living in you. You know, people go to pray for the sick. God, please heal him, heal him, heal him, heal him, heal him. God is not going to heal anyone. He has already healed them. He's expecting you, Christ in you, to go. The Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Act 10, 38. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So you need to understand that the world will not see Christ unless you rise. When you come into a place, Christ has come. My God. You guys are waiting for him to come in the air. Oh God, come, come, come. No. He's in you. He is in you. That's why when I talk to sickness, I can't survive. Listen, because it's Christ talking. As a man, I will fail, but I know who lives in me. So you don't go in, oh God, oh God, please God, please God, 
please, please, no, those please, please must stop now in the church. You need to take authority. Over unclean, he said, he said, I saw Satan falling. I saw, I saw, not I see, I saw in the past. He fell. So the church is lifting a Satan for what? They told you the guy fell. You pick him up. Luke 10, 90, he said, you have power to trample. You cannot trample over something that is taller than you. You trample over snakes. And scorpion and all the power of the devil and nothing shall by no means hurt you. Can you trample over this building? No, you can't, but you can trample over a carpet. So the level of the devil is there. The church is doing too much power to the devil. Satan, 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 Satan. Who's Satan? Christ in me. I say Christ in you. I want you to look at yourself say Christ dwells in me. <laughs> say, say Christ dwells in me. Ooh. Now when you shake a hand, you know what you know something is happening. Ah, when you touch someone, you know Christ is touching the person. Because Christ came to live his life in you and for you. With all due respect, I know that what I'm going to say may shock you, but it's a bit of a truth. Maybe. For some of for us, it's full truth. For you, not full truth. Do you know that in the New Testament, there is no direct scripture that says Christ, uh, God fight for you. I've read the whole testament for you. There is no direct scripture that tells you God fight for you. In the Old Testament, there are direct scripture. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. In the New Testament, you don't see those scriptures. Because as much as God fights for you, in the Old Testament, he has empowered you to do the fight. You can't sit home, God is fighting for me. God is fighting. Fighting for who? He gave you the Holy Spirit. Time in the New Testament where he will step in. But 80% of the time, he expects you to do. He said, I have given you power. Listen, imagine I give, I said to Eugene, I'm giving you 20 rand and uh, you can buy whatever you want to buy. Amen. Then he goes there and he wants to buy bread and they say it's 18 rand. And Eugene is like, I don't know if I must ask him because I don't know if, but I've given you the money you can buy. If you call me to come and buy for you, it's an abuse. Some of you are abusing God. Because he has set you to do. Now you want him to come and do. He said to the disciple, go heal the sick. Cast out devil. Freely you have received, freely gift. So he said, I have given you the abilities and the power and the dominion. It's all inside of you. I want you to go and do it. The church is praying. Come and do. Come and do. What you do, you pray, asking him to come and do. There are witches in your neighborhood. Come and do what you do. No, you need to stand up and say, no more witches here because I'm here. By virtue of my presence here, witchcraft is canceled in the name of Jesus. 
don't need to go and beg, 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 beg. You can stand up. Look at what he said to Paul. My God, help me. They were in the boat. And the boat was sinking. And he said to Paul, he said, no one will die because you are here. I've given you all these people. So by virtue of your presence in this boat, you are not Jonah. No one will die. You can read it in the book of Acts. By virtue of your presence. Do you know why you are where you are? In that place because Christ wants to be there. So he's using your body so that when you are there, he's there. It's no longer me who lives. It's Christ who lives in me. Please, people, you need to understand this truth. It will change your life. When I feel a pain, I say, Christ, are you going to live with a pain? Because as for me, I'm already dead. You are the one in life in death. If you can live with a pain, you live with it. When you understand that, spiritual wife, spiritual husband, they are gone. Because they can't marry Christ. They can marry you, but they can't marry Christ. So when you are dead, who do they marry? Christ, but they can't. So they are gone. Say they are gone. There is no such a thing anymore. Because Christ lives in me. When Christ gave me that revelation, everything changed in my life. Because I knew now it's no longer I who lives. It's Christ living in me. So how do I live my life? I make sure that everything I do should glorify the one living in me. You've been ordained by heaven for a time such as this. I say you've been ordained by heaven for a time such as this. Now, you can go and set those who are in bondage free. Your amen is too short. I say you can go and set those who are in bondage free. You are not the one in need anymore. You are the one meeting needs. You need to understand that. Now, Colossians 1.27 says something. Let's read it. Colossians 1.27. It says, To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the midst of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in the hope of glory. And I explained to some people that when Paul was writing this, he was thinking about the revealing of the sons in the era of a kingdom. It means when Christ has come. But we understand something better now. We understand that Christ in you does not need to be a hope. Christ in you can be an assurance. So this scripture, we can say Christ in you, the assurance of glory. If you understand this simple word I just told you, when you come out of here, ah, yeah, 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 fire is coming out. Satan will know you are coming. 
That's why I say, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? It's time the devil knows you. Don't be anonymous. When you appear, you must know he's coming. He's here again. You know, this Christ in you brings you to the reality that heaven dwells in me. You walk with... Jesus prayed this prayer. He said, my father, I know that you always hear me. But I'm doing this because of those who are around here. And he cried out and he said, Lazarus, come. And Lazarus came out of the grave. People will come to him and he say, we want to be healed. He said, do you want to be healed? And they are healed. And people marveled and they say, where did this man get his power from? Jesus didn't do it because he's God. He did it because he was anointed by God. Jesus didn't function on this earth as God. He functioned as an anointed. Although he's God, the Bible says, if you read Philippians, you will understand what I'm saying. Let's go to Philippians 2 from verse 6. Philippians 2. Who, being in the form of God. Now, this is a mistranslation. It was not form of God. It's who, he, he, who, being God. He was not in the form. He was God. Did not consider a robbery to be equal with God. And then what do they say? But he made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bond servant. And coming in the likeness of men. So he walked this earth in the likeness of men. Amen? He died as a man. He didn't die as God. He died as a man. Amen? You need to understand that because if he was, if he was God dying, he couldn't die. How do you kill God? He emptied himself. And he became a man. Although he's God, he emptied that power of being God and became a man. He, he appeared as a man. And then he died at the cross. And the Bible says, and God, listen, let's go. Philippians says, and being found, okay. where are you now? And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even death of the cross, because only criminals died at the cross. Let's go. Let's go on. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name. Let's go. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and those and of. Those under the earth. Listen, when Jesus died, the name that was given was not for him. Mamela, that name is not for Jesus. He has nothing to do with that. Is God enough? The name was given for you. That name is not used in heaven. No. That name is not used in heaven. That name is an instrument for us. For us that believe. So that at the sound of that name, my God, when we say Jesus, things must happen. So the name is a weapon of warfare. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. 
that name did not go to heaven. That name stayed here on earth for us believers. He said, in my name you go. In my name you cast out devils. In my name you heal. The name is a weapon of warfare. So Christ in us plus the name, it's a completion. God gave him a name. God gave him that he higher than any other name. If we understand that Jesus is God, do you think he needs a name to be powerful? No. no, he does not need that. He didn't die that because for himself. He died for us. He didn't die because he was a criminal. He died to bring us to that realm I'm talking about. He didn't die because he did anything wrong. He died to pull you from the, from the dirt to bring you and sit at the table with kings. He transformed you into kingship so that through the name of Jesus, your status may be recognized in heaven. So heaven recognizes the status that God has given you through the name of Jesus. So when you say the name, my God. Uh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Because you are, you, you are, your mindset is, uh, is wrong. I want to change it. If you understand that everyone in this church will do wonders. Uh, you will go to the hospital. Everywhere. It's happening. You, 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 become, you become unstoppable. Because Christ in you, but he has given you the weak name. You see, so that is a law. The name of Jesus will force things to bow down. The name of Jesus will... When you understand that name, nothing stops you. You just say it because Christ is in you. You say the name. It's empowered. God has given you a name. Hallelujah. God has given you a name. A name. Remember in the book of Revelation, they didn't say Jesus. They say the name. If you read the book of Revelation, the name, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, and God gave him a new name, which is the word. So he's known in heaven as the word. Jesus is here on earth. The name Jesus works here on earth. That name is given for you. I say it's for you. It's for your use. That name is for your use. That name is for you to function here on earth because doors will be opened at the sound of the name of Jesus. You need to understand that you don't just say, people, when they, they stumble upon the stone, oh, yeah, oh, Jesus, what are you doing? That name is too powerful to be just Jesus. That's why the devil does not recognize what you say. You need to mean it. It's like, it's like your biggest weapon every time you're in the marketplace. No. You, this weapon, when you pull them out, they know something is happening. I want to caution you about the, the way you use the name of Jesus. It's not a common name. This name is powerful. This name has authority. This name changes everything. I don't watch TV and say, oh, Jesus. Why? It's a name. It's my weapon of warfare. I don't display it anyhow. But, 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 but the people of the world have made it a cheap name. You see movies, they see Jesus every time. Then Christians are watching movies now. It's... They get a fright. Jesus. Jesus, what is that? Do you know what you are talking about? 
Do you know that that name is higher than any other name in the world? Do you know that at the sound of that name, demon tremble? Do you know that hell shakes? Do you know that things turn around when the name is mentioned? You know, I said it one time in the church, and I want to finish with that. You know, if somebody there goes, ah, snake! Do you know the whole church will stand up? No, you don't understand what I'm saying. Do you know if somebody goes, oh, snake! You don't even know the snake. You know, you will jump on the chair because you heard snake. Because you know there is a name. There is poison attached to that name. Now, let know that the name of Jesus is bigger than Pafader. The name of Jesus is bigger than Cobra, King Cobra. The name of my God. Help me here. When you said Jesus... One time you saw a snake in my office. And when they say snake, people in the parking lot close their windows. <laughs> yeah, it was true. Then there was a, there's a girl that couldn't say snake. She said, snakes! <laughs> like there were many. It was only one. It's a perfect in my office. People are afraid of that name. Yeah. You don't want to hear the name snake in your bedroom. Huh? 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 When you walk, if someone's a snake, even if there's no snake, you check first. Where's the snake? Where's the snake? Something was vested in that name of a snake that caused fear. Do you know when you say snake, that how, when you say Jesus, that's how hell reacts. Hell goes, what happened here? Ah, Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, at the sound of the name of Jesus, I want someone to say Jesus. Jesus. Say it. You think you are just screaming in the church? Town is shaking. All the demons in town are shaking. They said divine is coming. Divine is coming. Because I said, no, we understand that name. We understand the power vested in that name. But the opposite. If at home, every time somebody says, snake, you come, there is no snake. Snake! At the end, when he says snake, oh, shut up. Yeah. There's nothing. When Christians start to say, Jesus, sitting, oh, Jesus, oh, he's joking. There's nothing. You make the name cheap. You void it from his power. You must treasure that name. You must treasure that name. That's why the Jews... They don't even have God. They don't spell God. They spell it with gaps. They say it's too holy for us to pronounce it. It, 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 it the Western mind that has directed the name that we are talking about. When they talk about Yahweh Sabaoth, they know what we are talking about. When they talk about Jehovah Jireh, they know. When they say Yahweh Nisi, they know. When they say Yahweh Shalom, they know. When they say Yahweh El Gibor, they know. But church, we don't know. Hmm. When you go home today, whatever scares you, you, just, you, don't, you don't even say it anytime. You walk in your house and you look up and say, Jesus, that thing will run away because you have said the name. But you don't just say the name. The owner of the name dwells in you. 
I see the owner of the name dwells in me. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. I'm here to tell you, sickness is dead. Let's make the funeral of sickness. Fear is dead. Anxiety is dead. Everything that is not of Jesus is dead because Christ in you, the hope. And you need to know, greater is he. Greater is he than the one. You all know what happened. I've testified many, many times about the time people caught me in town and they tried to stab me. I just came from a crusade and I was walking the street. I was staying somewhere there. And by that time, I didn't have a car, so I used a taxi to go to preach. And when they dropped me to the taxi and when I was coming, fear came upon me because the city was too quiet and it was too late. So I was walking and I passed in front of a nightclub just downtown and three young men came out and they walked past me and then they turned. And when I looked, I was in the midst. I was in the middle. They were around me and one pulled a knife. What do you do? They want to step Christ. By that time, I didn't know. I was fearful. So I put my Bible in my chest. I said, I'll sleep in the chest. <laughs> don't, don't, don't step my heart. Maybe here they can sew it a bit, but here there is nothing to do. So I put my Bible like this, like a protection. So I was standing there, and they do, did that. And then they went back. And I thought, whoa, let me put it well. <laughs> and these young people fled without me saying, yeah, I didn't scream, I didn't talk. I was full of fear, but they saw that there's a Bible in his chest. And they said, uh-uh, we cannot step this one. No, they ran, they ran, they left me alone. They left me alone. The name, the name was in me, although I didn't say it. That was my salvation. That was my salvation. I've been exposed to war where they are shooting Bullet belonged to us like a pop, 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 pop. I stood there. We were running. The bullets were passing on my ear too. I've been exposed to this thing. She knows. I've been in the middle of war. I'm standing here today. It means I didn't die. I'm telling you the truth. God is able, my God. The name of Jesus in you can pull you out of any dangerous situation. There is no place on earth that is so dangerous that the name of Jesus cannot work. It works everywhere. The name of Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of glory. One of my sons was afraid. One night, I don't know what happened. So mommy went and said, do you know Jesus is with you? He said, I don't know. So mom instructed him, prayed for the boy. He slept through. And since that day, he's not afraid in his room anymore. He said, Jesus is with me. You know, that boy, he catches us also by surprise. We will teach something. When you do the opposite at home, he calls you out. He said, Dad, you said, and you say, I repent. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm here to tell you, greater is he that is in you. I, I want you to put your hands on yourself. Say, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Christ dwells in me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with him. I'm fine. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong in me. There's nothing wrong in me. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing wrong. Christ dwells in me with full power and authority. Christ dwells in me. 
you can use that name. It's yours. You can use that name. It's yours. One of the general of faith went to hospital one time. They say he had high blood pressure. So they, you know that thing that squeezes you, yeah? Squeezes you. And you feel like these people are killing me now. So they squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it, squeeze it. And then they took the thing and they say, Sir, this is your level of blood that you have high blood pressure. He said, No, you're making a mistake. He said, Why? He said, No, it took yours, not mine. <laughs> the guy said, What do you mean? He said, No, you were holding it. So, <laughs> so that machine made a mistake, took your blood pressure, didn't take mine. You know, that man is still alive, he's over 70. Over 70 is not on medication. He's traveling all over the world, preaching the gospel. There's no high blood pressure. He said it was the doctor, not for him. He said, you made a mistake. It took yours, not mine. Christians are too complacent to accept what is not theirs. Oh, they said, oh, who says who? I say, who says who? And who says what? Greater is he. I say, greater is he that is in you. You do your checkup, you go to hospital, it's fine. But be aware that not everything they tell you there is you. They see it, but it's for the devil. Give it back to the devil. Give it back. I'm not saying the doctors are lying. They are not lying, but they saw the truth on the devil. Not on you. So you say, doctor, I respect you. What you are saying is very true. But maybe you miss the target. The client is a devil. <laughs> As for me, hey, 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 you know, one year, I went in for a minor surgery. And then, after the surgery, they say, this man has a problem. He must stay here a bit longer. And my doctor came and he said, leave this man alone. He has nothing. And the nurses were like, no. He said, yes. I say, yes, I agree with you, doctor. <laughs> I have nothing. He discharged me that day. I put my bag here. I walk out of the hospital. The nurses were standing like this. They said, no, it's not normal. This guy, his sugar level is too high. Everything is showing that something is not right with him. I say, everything is right. My doctor said, leave this man alone. Let him go. I walked. I walked. And I'm continuing walking. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Whatever you take is yours. Whatever you refuse is for the devil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want, listen. I want the church to be violent. My mission is to make you violent. Stop accepting things that don't belong to you. It's true, they saw it. But stop making yours. You say the cancer of a devil, not your cancer. The, cancer, the blood pressure of a devil, not my blood pressure. My blood pressure is fine. In the, even if you have to drink medication, when you are drinking, you say, I'm fine. 
When you drink the medication, you still confess, I'm fine. You make a mockery of it. Don't give respect to the devil. I serve the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. There's a name higher than any other name. What is that name? What is that name? What is that name? Problem are solved. Say to your neighbor, congratulations. Congratulate them. Congratulate them. Say, neighbor, congratulations. It is done. Oh, it is. Hey, hey. It is done. Whoa. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It is done. It is done. Today you are speaking like Jesus. It is finished. I want you to say it is finished. Do you know when Jesus said it is finished? He was not talking about you. Eh? The church is misinterpreting. He's talking about himself. Everything that was written about him was finished. But now you need to come to a place for you where you say it is finished. When revelation comes, you can say it is finished. It is finished. So today you can enter the realm of glory by power and by grace. You go to your home, Jesus. You don't need to throw water around anymore. People throw water. You don't need to do that. You can walk. And when you finish to walk, you look back, you say, Jesus, and it's finished. You go on. You don't need oil here. You don't need water. You need the name. You don't need someone to sell you water. You don't need someone to sell you oil. Jesus, the name is powerful enough. That name alone. Complete the work. You don't need any assistance. You don't need to count. No, you don't need that. There is a name. Hallelujah. So today if you are here and you don't know Jesus and you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your hands and say, today is my day. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. Is there anyone in the house? Can you help me? Maybe. Is there anyone in the house for that? That today you say, I'm making this quality decision to give my life to Christ. Is there anyone? Please lift up your hand. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Stand up, mama. Stand up. Hallelujah. Clap for her. Come, let me pray with you. Anyone else? Come. Any other person? That name of Jesus does wonders. Today you can be seated here and say, no, me, I came to visit. No, you didn't come to visit. You came to be part of this. So please, if you have a stand up, take your courage, come. My sister, it is over. It is over. Christ has done the work. It is over. Anyone else that wants to unite to Jesus today? Thank you, Father. Give me your hand. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your death and resurrection. Thank you, Father, for giving Christ today. I accept the truth that Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life. Come in my heart. Wash me clean with your blood. Thank you for I put my trust in you. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart that, Jesus, that, Christ, that God raised you from the dead. You are Lord and you are coming back. Devil, it is finished. I have nothing to do with you anymore. I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
let the anointing of the Holy Ghost come upon this woman now. 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 